traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. I've been tracking Sasquatches for 25 years. My American global awakening to the new world order. Pardon my American artificial intelligence Pardon my American Do you believe in UFOs? Yes, sir. Extraterrestrial. You're listening to Pardon my American. Hello, hello. Well, hidey ho, everybody. It's me and Chris today. Just us. Yeah, Davey boy is out. Um, <laughs> do you do you, a little uh, family trip, though. Do you have Dave's empty chair to show everybody? Look at that sad. <laughs> Look at that sad. Oh my gosh! Well, whose body were we gonna have to put in that chair? Like I don't know. Some I blow think, up doll. Yeah, I think we're just gonna make one up. Okay. Well, hey, you know what? I hope Dave's having fun. Yeah, took a little family trip to the coast or something, right? Yeah, they're yeah. going to the beach, which is an odd time to go to the beach, but you yeah. know, hey, to each their own. I think there's a clam digging going on, maybe. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't know if they'll what, do that. The, the gooey duct. Is that what it is? Those freaking clams that look like penises? Uh, they're gross. Yeah. They're they're good, though. They taste good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so anyway, um, yeah, we have a lot to talk about. We're going to be talking about Comey's daughter, right? Maureen Comey. Maureen. She's all tied up in this Epstein business. And then I have a little take on this Omicron thing that I want to kind of dive into. But okay. before we do, leave a five-star rating, everybody. Rate and review. If you're on audio, if you're on iTunes... It helps this show grow. It helps us get recognized on the charts. At least on Apple, because I don't think at least you can on Apple on the other ones. So. Yeah, and if you're on, if you're listening on Podbean or any other application, you could just like the episode, share yeah. it. Sharing it is the yes. best way to help us. So. Share the episodes as much as you can. Yeah, absolutely. And then if you guys uh, are so inclined to do so, get on Patreon. We mm-hmm. have four extra shows a month. Every Friday, we do this live stream thing, and then also we do Q and As where you get to call in. Oh, yeah. And we're going to be starting this paranormal show. So yep. for 20 bucks a month, this is the, the top tier. You get everything below it, plus a paranormal show. Yeah, and it'll be on Zoom, and we're going to be deep, diving deep into... And every tier gets a little tier. merch discount. Oh, yes. That is a, a big plus. Yeah. Because we're going to be... We're going to a new merch provider, right? We have a new merch provider. We have a new merch provider. We have a sweet beanie. And we got a bunch of other designs coming here soon. Yeah. Yes. So it's been slow, but hey, we're doing it. Okay. We're a three man crew. We got to do this shit. <laughs> so, yes. Anyway, um, it is. Yeah. So, anyway, thank you guys. I just want to yeah. say thank you to everybody who's out there supporting our, sh- our stuff and, 
and sharing our stuff. We just love you. Okay. You make my bosom warm. Whoa. <laughs> warm bosoms. Okay. Well, um, it is day two of the Ghislaine Maxwell. Ghislaine. Yeah, Justine. So you've been following this. We had a little, a little brief bit, discussion. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's not a lot of information coming out, but there is some. Yeah, we had the pilots. One of the pilot testify today. Mm-hmm. He was on the stand, is still on the stand when I left my house, as far as I know. We have a a witness known as Jean, and she was a 14-year-old who was lured into massaging Jeffrey Epstein and then having sex, and it sounds like there was an orgy involved. Yeah, that's usually the way that goes, I feel like. Yeah. At least in all the, the, the porn I've seen. Yeah, Jane is remembered <laughs> by Epstein's pilot as the girl with piercing powder blue eyes. Mm. So isn't that the way it goes disturbing. though? Usually the massage always turns into something else. Yeah. I mean, if you're, yeah, if, if you're, you're watching on, a porno, if you're brought into some rich guy's plane and he has you give him a massage. Yeah. Hopefully you're not watching the ones with 14 year olds, but we're talking about like just yeah. consenting adult porno. Yeah. It's usually like you guys do, uh, you have sweet release. <laughs> it's, it's usually Russian. I don't know why, but it's a Russian massage parlor. <laughs> Oh, yeah. We have one in town where it's just pure black windows, and you know those are the places you know where you can get the, the rub and tug. So they're on rubmaps.com, I'm sure. <laughs> well, yes. But yeah. yes, this is a whole another animal, though. So, yeah, I mean, you see um, that Donald Trump came up in the trial. Mm-hmm. The pilot said that Donald Trump, Kevin Spacey, uh, Prince well, Andrew. I think the, uh, I can't remember who asked him if it was the prosecution or the defense that asked the, asked the pilot. Uh, specifically if Donald Trump was on the plane. Oh, yeah? As far as I know. Like, that was a specific question. About like, was Donald, Donald Trump. Trump on there? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of odd. But Bill Clinton, Prince Andrew, Kevin Spacey, and others were identified as being on uh, the Lolita Express, nonetheless. So The infamous. The infamous Lolita Express. And now we have talked about this in the past. Yes. That... Donald Trump's name is in that black book, mm-hmm. but the black book contains flights that don't necessarily go to the pedo island. Exactly. Right? Little St. James. From all accounts, from what I've seen, uh, Trump was on the plane once on that specific plane. And he flew flum. And he flew flum. Flum. <laughs> I said flum. From Florida yeah. to New York. Yes. So we're we're thinking that it was Mar-a-Lago to some sort of New York residence, probably, right? Probably. Trump yeah. Tower. Mm, Landed right on the Trump Tower. Uh, that's a 747. So See, Danny, you not. can make it. Come on. <laughs> you got big balls. Land right there. No, they the just building. circled the tower and Trump jumped onto the roof. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> uh, go ahead and uh, just take me right over that Trump Tower. I'll, uh, I'll jump out with my parachute. The big, beautiful parachute. <laughs> I'm so cool. But yeah, as far as uh, we we could see from the stuff that I've seen, it was only the one time. Didn't go to the island. Is, but who, who knows? I don't, I don't know. Well, I do have... Obviously, a, there's going to be a lot more shit coming out about a lot more people. Oh, for this sure. This is only the second fucking day. Yeah. So. We'll go to that first tab on the grab bag because this is something that came out. The FAA accidentally disclosed more than 2,000 flight records associated with Jeffrey Epstein's private jets, and I guess 704 of those were newly disclosed flights. Yeah, so apparently there was a FOIA request about this a while, years ago. 
Mm-hmm. And this is just, they just received some other shit about this, like this stuff. And it was apparently sent to them by accident. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we're going to take it. Well, here you go. This is it. So scroll down and it says that, um, like there's this bullet points right here. Insider requested all the flight history data associated with four planes owned by Jeffrey Epstein. The FAA rejected the the request, but later provided the records in response to an unrelated request, which is kind of just a weird way of saying that. The new FAA records include hundreds of previously unknown flights made by Epstein's jets. And there's a searchable database. If you click on that, I don't think that we have access to that right there where it says a searchable database. But you can see, look at the flight patterns. Yeah, so we we don't have access to it, but. There's definitely flight patterns. If you open that up in a in like a different browser, I'm sure you can see it like Brave or something. But nonetheless, tons of flights going from Palm Beach to New York. Yeah. Tons of flights going from California to Florida. So not necessarily all these flights for all the planes. Went to the island. Exactly. Yeah. So it's and just apparently kind of, he had a whole fleet of planes too. But now Jeffrey Epstein did have multiple places where he molested women and girls. And yeah, you know, he what had I mean? like, what was it? A places in New Mexico, I think it was. He had a ranch yeah. in New Mexico, whatever. He, he had, had a semen ranch in New Mexico. <laughs> he had a fucking was, his island. He had his places in New York. He had yeah. fucking, he had places everywhere. Well, the New York one was where he got arrested yeah. and they found tons of kid porn mm-hmm. in his Manhattan residence. Yeah. So it's like, and that's the one where you it has the big wood doors. You saw Prince Andrew kind of, oh, yeah. he got photographed <laughs> peeking out of there like a freaking creeper. Hello. Hello. Is, is this Charlotte? Come on in. <laughs> you look a lot older than what I requested. Yeah. Fucking creeper. So yeah, there's just a lot that's coming out and it's just, it's weird that that came out right now during the trial. You know what I mean? It is. It is interesting. Uh, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that it would come out during the trial. Seems like a good time to kind of I mean, admit it. But yeah, I don't know. It, like I said, this is a lot of this stuff that's that's being said right now because it's so early. We everyone's kind of already known. Yeah, I think it's going to take end of the week, maybe in the next day or two or whatever, before it starts. They start asking questions and involving people, and everyone's going to be like. Oh, mm. well, yeah, there's a lot of distraction going on. I mean, I see that um, there was a shooting at a high school today in, in where? Mass, uh, Michigan, no. Michigan. Yes. Yeah. Oxford, Michigan. Yeah. So four to six people injured. They're reporting right now. You have Jack from Twitter. He resigned yesterday. Mm. There's rumors that the CEO of Walmart resigned, the CEO of NBC and all this stuff. That's not true. We looked this up. It's the CFO. Of Walmart, yeah. which is the chief financial Finance. officer, Brett Biggs. He was, he announced that he'll be leaving in 2023. And then also, I couldn't find anything about the NBC chairman, Mark Hoffman. Yeah. I don't know if he's leaving or not, but just letting you guys know, like, there's going to be a lot of misinformation that's flowing around, right? Because they want, yeah, and like I said on the last episode, like, take the information you can get, you can get, but also take it with a huge grain of salt. And, yeah. And double and triple check like what you're reading. Yeah, verify. Trust but verify. There's that um the funny freaking uh if you go to our bookmarks on Twitter, that video of Jill Biden reading this oh, Christmas yeah. book and then a kid goes, Shut the fuck up. 
yeah. that's fake, right? Yeah, that is fake. It's still fucking funny. It is funny, yeah. But it's taken from this older YouTube video. Yeah, the audio of the kid. Yeah, yeah. play this. We can, we can play it. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Someone did this beautifully. So she's reading to a bunch of little kids. Um, I, my granddaughter, just like you kids, really, really missed her daddy. Mm. So I wrote this book to tell other kids, because there's lots of kids who Shut don't know what it's like. Hey, that's not necessary there. And the, the, I guess the big giveaway for that is as soon as the kid says, shut the fuck up, the voice doesn't slow down, but the video does. Yeah, the video goes ultra slow-mo. Yeah. And she's like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> shut I, the fuck up. I just thought that was freaking hilarious. But people are sharing <laughs> that around. So there's this, there's so much distractions right now. Yeah. Because, well, there's going to be. Because there's a lot of important people that are going to end up at, involved in this. Yeah, they have no idea what's going to happen. Because remember, there's unnamed sources that are going to I- identify people at this trial. Well, and apparently Uh-oh. there's go- going to be a ex-employee testifying. Two of them. That is going to verify that uh, little black book they got. Yeah. So I don't know, man. And the... um. You see it all over Twitter. There's like uh, Lolita Express was trending. Mm. A lot of it to do with Trump, right? Yeah. But then you have the trial of Ghislaine Maxwell. That's also trending along with Epstein. So everything's coming back into the the fray here. So it's interesting to see everybody kind of respond to it. Yeah. Um. But Comey's daughter, nonetheless. Comey's daughter. So. This is a weird one. Like, how did this happen? Right. Like, what are the odds of of it being his daughter? Oh, boy. Being part of the prosecution. You're telling me. So go to that first tab and under the uh, Comey's daughter section. So you scroll up there. This is Maureen Comey. So James Comey's daughter is the lead prosecutor in the Ghislaine Maxwell child sex trafficking case. Here's what we know about her. Okay. Well, so in this article, I highlighted some stuff. <clears throat> so she's taken on major cases before the Ma- before Maxwell's trial, including the prosecution of Natalie Edwards, who was a self-proclaimed Treasury Department whistleblower, and Robert Hayden. He was the gyne- 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 gynecologi- gynecologist. Wow. Gynecologist? Gyne- God, anything with vaginas <laughs> just trips me up, dude. I can't. <laughs> gynecologist. Uh, accused of sexually abusing dozens of young women. Yeah. Can you imagine that, dude? Like, what the fuck? A gynecologist uh, just... The way things are now, yes, I can't imagine it. Anyway, I'm like, what the... Pff? Okay, so she's she's been... But she was prosecuting these people, yeah. right? Yeah. And she also was a lead prosecutor in the case against Jeffrey Epstein before he killed himself. Mm. But it didn't go so well. Because during that trial or during while he was in jail and ended up dead. Yeah. The cameras, they weren't recording the right cell. They just all of a sudden were recording this other cell that he wasn't in. Bada bing, bada boom. Imagine that. And he's dead. So go to that next tab. Because this is the jail CCTV. It was erased by technical errors. That's what they said. This is back in. January 2020. Convenient. Yeah, scroll on down. I highlighted some stuff. So surveillance video was, or from disgraced financier, Jeffrey Epstein's first suspected 
suicide attempt was destroyed by accident, prosecutors say. So this is actually the first attempt. Now, if you recall, he was in this joined cell with, we're going to talk about him a little later, but his name is Nathan Tartaglioni or something like that. But he was the cop who killed four people during this drug bust. Mm. And so he, he was like doing this drug deal. It went bad, like big cocaine thing. And then he murdered four people. Four of the drug dealers or four other cops? He killed four of the people that were caught up in this drug deal. Okay. Some were just in the wrong place at the wrong time, I hear, but... Were they were they trying to do a, a training day type thing and, like, take it uh, over and... I don't know. Deal it for themselves? Probably. But he was the only guy, I guess, that went down for this. Hmm. And so, anyway, this is the, the, the jail cell. When he was sharing the jail cell with this guy... Remember, there was one incident where he was found unconscious, and then the the jailmate rescued him, quote unquote. And so that video footage was erased. Hmm. And it says a later filed by the assistant U.S. attorneys Jason Swergold and Maureen Comey, Maureen Comey, said, "quote The footage contained on the preserved video was for the correct date and time, but." captured a different tier than the one where cell one was located. And it said the requested video no longer exists on the backup system and has not since at least August, 2019 as a result of technical errors. The request was, or yeah, so here it is. So the request for the video was made by lawyer for Nicholas Tartaglione or tech, whatever the hell it, I think it's just Tartaglione. Uh, Tartoga. Oh, Tortoga. <laughs> Nicholas Tortoga. What's that from? Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. There we go. Well, Nicholas Tartaglione, a former NYPD who shared a cell with Epstein in July and is charged with homicide in an unrelated case. The attorney argued that this video could show his client, Tartaglione, mm. had acted admirably like by possibly helping Epstein. Yeah. And trying to get him a lesser sentence or something. So this, the attorney for Nathan Tartaglione requested the video of the first suicide. Yeah, attempt. so they could try to help his case. Yeah, but it was erased yeah. all of a sudden. Why? That's odd. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I bet that guy tr- tried to strangle him or something. Well, so I have more on this this Tartaglione guy, because go to that third tab. Uh, no, the, the one that you were just on there. There you go. So who is Nicholas Tartaglione? He was a former Westchester County police officer, and he was serving time for murdering four people during a drug deal. Mm. Now, if you scroll down, look at this motherfucker. (laughs) Jesus. This guy is roided to the gourds. I mean, he has shoulders the size of pumpkins, um, (laughs) a head the size of a watermelon. Huh. I he almost looks like one of those guys that injected himself with the the liquid. Oh yeah, the guy uh, with the mismatching biceps. Bi- only in his biceps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean, this is this guy's roid raging out out of his fucking tits, dude. I mean, you can tell. Yeah, he's, he looks like somebody that try to take over a drug operation. Yeah, he has a bunch of dogs. He looks like maybe he's part of the mafia. Yeah, you never know. Well, so scroll down. It says Taglione and Epstein. So here's what we kind of know here. He eventually became the cellmate of Epstein in the summer of 2019. Epstein reportedly tried to hang himself, but was saved by Tartaglione. 
In August, Epstein died. This time, there was no Tartaglione to save him. And then there was this book that came out, and it was it's called Perversion of Justice, the Jeffrey, or Jeffrey Epstein story, and it kind of touches on these series of suspicious events, mm. or you just call them, uh, this was a fucking hit job. And the the office or the author was brown something brown, but basically it says for one Tartaglione allegedly had access to an illegal cell phone. So quote while he was yeah while he was in the cell with Jeffrey Epstein. Oh dude, and it said prison officials said it was inadvertently destroyed. Oh, imagine that Tartaglione had an illegal cell phone, but the government wasn't releasing its contents. To this day, authorities have never released a report on their investigation into this event. So the the dude in the cell who reportedly witnessed... Had a phone, then all of a sudden when they came to help Epstein be revived, the phone was destroyed. And the footage recording the cell wasn't recording the proper cell. Yeah, right? So there's... No, dude, that guy got called by somebody and said, take this guy out. Exactly. And that's why they destroyed the video footage of it. Yeah, because they, they probably, the video probably showed him answer his phone. I know. And then he goes, oh. Oh, okay. I got to <laughs> choke this motherfucker. What's one yeah. dead child rapist, right? Fuck. That's probably what fucking happened. Yeah. So what's even odd. How did he get a phone in the first place? He's in a fucking mm-hmm. jail cell. Yeah, you know that? You wonder these things and you go, it's almost like somebody wanted him to have a phone because they wanted Epstein dead. Yeah. But it gets even weirder because go to that fourth tab. Do you know who prosecuted Nicholas Taglione? Who? Or Tartaglione, whatever the fuck his name is. So scroll down. This is a page right from the the justice.gov. This case is being handled by the office's Mm. White Plains Division. Assistant U.S. State's Attorneys Maureen Comey and Michael Gerber are in charge of the prosecution. So she's the one who put this guy in jail. Or prison. So Maureen Comey was the lead prosecutor for Nicholas Tartaglione. Tartaglione. His name's Nicholas, right? Was I calling him Nathan? No. Oh, shit. Um, Yeah, so uh, my question would be, let me look at the footage before all this happened. Did his lawyer come and meet him at the jail cell? Did she hand him a cell phone? Mm. Or was she saying, hey, I prosecuted your ass. If you want some time off your sentence, take this cell phone, answer it when I call you, and choke the motherfucker to death. Yeah, it's it's just weird. I mean, being the prosecutor part of this would be able to throw people off. Like, you wouldn't expect the prosecutor, the one that put him in there. Well, it's full control. To be part of... You'd control the scenario. You yeah. control the situation. So if if you do things by the book and you do put this guy in prison, you can also kind of sway things, right? So you wouldn't have you wouldn't want to have a another prosecutor who's actually doing following the law and is not corrupt. Yeah. Because then you can't really have access to the person. I don't know what special access Marine Comey has to Nathan Tar- or uh, Nicholas Tartaglione, whatever the fuck his name is. God damn. Whatever. I just don't know 
how this all adds up. I just know that she's the one who put this guy in jail, and that guy is the guy. She seems to be in every aspect of Epstein's yeah. legal situations. And it's something like even the woman who either whether it was her protege or she worked for her boss, someone she's associated with, was in charge of the Virginia Guffrey case. Yeah. So even her boss was connected so to this. So this is the the United States versus Julian Maxwell. Yes. Who chooses the prosecutors? I don't know. That's a good... How, uh, how was she chosen to well, be so it, it, prosecutor on it, every one of these fucking cases? He was arrested in New York, so I imagine it's somebody from New York, and this is the SDNY. That's true. So Southern District of but New York. But how many pro- prosecutors are there in New York? Mm, well, go up. It says SDNY. So if you go up to like about us or who's our prosecutors or meet our prosecutors. No, I don't know. So in the, in the menu somewhere, I don't know if they would say like, if you go to Southern district of New York, just click on that link right there. Yeah. Yeah. If there's anything that says like, here's who we are. No. So there's, yeah, I don't know. But regardless, that is that is interesting. And maybe that's why he had his place set up in New York, because they were planning on arresting him anyway. And they're like, make sure you open this place in New York, so that way when we arrest you, we can have the right people get you. Yeah, maybe. I just... Because if he was arrested in Arizona or New Mexico, wherever the... I think it was New Mexico, right? Then it would be a completely separate trial in a separate... Dur- jurisdiction, right? I know yeah. I said that kind of weird, but I think yeah. you'd have a different prosecutor then. Yeah, so, you would. So I just found this whole thing why interesting. Everything is fucking always wrapped around fucking New York City, man. Well, yeah, and then you have the Comey family all kind of entwined in this corruption, trying to take care of this. I mean, Comey was the FBI was the one who found the Wiener laptop too. Yeah. So I don't know. And then that mm-hmm. kind of just poof. Yeah. What happened to that? What Nothing's that coming out about that anymore since, huh. since they even got a hold of it. Mm-hmm. Unless there's something that's on there related to Epstein. I don't think we'll ever know about that. Yeah. I guess you wouldn't know about it if it was an ongoing thing. Yeah. That's well, a long time to be ongoing. We and, shall see, sir. Because and who knows? Maybe, uh, Maybe all that shit adds up and becomes fruition right now in this case. You would hope so. So, yeah, going back to this Michigan high school shooting, there's an update. Three students were fucking killed, dude. Yeah. Six others shot, including a teacher, 15-year-old shooter. Oh, my God. Is in custody. Refusing to speak. Now, you remember we were talking about this uh, false memory and the psychologist and whatnot? Mm -hmm. I was thinking, how many of these school shooters are seeing psychiatrists or sociologists or so psychologists? Probably some. You don't think most? The, the shooters themselves? Yeah. Nah. No? I I'm wondering. Know. It depends what kind of conspiracy hole you want to go down. Yeah. Well, I'm just wondering. If they're just troubled kids, most likely they're uh, the ones that are seeing seeking help probably aren't the ones doing it. It's the ones that get ignored. Well, because if you think about it, if they're mostly underage, if they're under the age of 18, you can't release their name. You can't look anything up on them. 
Yeah. I mean, there's like HIPAA laws anyway. I don't know if that HIPAA law goes into psychiatrists, but if they are seeing But there's these, a confidentiality thing to go with exactly the patient doctor. Right. It's yeah. like a patient treatment type yeah. thing. And so I just think that if there's ways to implant memories in grown adults, there's definitely ways to implant memories in kids. And if you can do that and make them shoot people, ugh. Yeah, because you implant memories, you're effectively implanting emotions also. Mm-hmm. Very much so. So, yes, I, I've always thought about that. and like Maybe. thinking, Okay. I mean, you definitely, as a psychiatrist, whatever techniques you end up using, whether it be hypnosis or whatever the fucking uh, slowly talking to you in a... In oh, a, yeah. In a... Solemn tone, or looking at a Rorschach butterfly. You think of your past, that type you're of thing. Right. If you're if you're able to access people's memories that way, you have a lot of fucking power and a lot of influence over the way that person responds to things. Yeah, for sure. Have you ever seen anybody be hypnotized? No, I have. I've seen several, like a whole room, uh, like well, not a whole room, but it was a uh, it was a work event, actually, for a place that your wife works for. Mm, okay. This was a long time ago. This was, you know, 20 years ago or so. But they, it was at like a Red Lion or some hotel event. And then they had a group of volunteers go up. But it was like 15 people all sitting in a chair. Yeah. And then you had this guy kind of walk in. And he was a hypnotist. And he would walk up and down the line. And then you have to volunteer to be this. Like you can't just like be forced mm-hmm. up into it. Yeah. And so he would try to say all these words, you know, like oh, your breathing is very slow. You're closing your eyes. You're very relaxed. Making a show of it. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of people became hypnotized and they all just fell over into each other's laughs and whatnot. And you're like, what? And then you'd get people that would be like, you're a, you're a, you're a giraffe. Walk around like you're trying to graze on the tall trees. And they're like, <laughs> what? You had like, yeah. They, it was real, huh? That actually. I don't know if it's think- real, but people were doing it. And there was actually somebody who fell over in the audience who wasn't even partaking in it because she was subdued by this man. I can't say the word. Well, well, yeah, she was freaking, you know what? Susceptible to susceptible. She fell over and yeah, everybody's like, what the hell? So, you know, part of me thinks that might be somewhat real to that, like the, the showmanship of it. Mostly because a lot of people tend to be very self-conscious of themselves when they're in front of a large group. Yeah. So they wouldn't just do that kind of shit. They would, they want to do it, but they need an excuse. Well, not, not, nobody wants to walk around like they're eating treat stuff <laughs> off of, like a Not giraffe. that you know, Chris. Okay. That's <laughs> my mean, fucking dream, bro. <laughs> so the fact that they, they go up there and then they just start acting out all these ridiculous things. I don't think anybody would just do that just to put on a show for this guy. Yeah, I know. Unless they were talked to beforehand, right? Yeah. And that's what I always wonder is like, was there previous communication between there could have been maybe the participant, but and- still you, you'd still think you'd be able to notice them acknowledging the crowd a little because oh, yeah. they're up there performing. Yeah. They'd be like, Oh, what, what do they think about e- that? Exactly. They'd laugh or something or, you know, they're not sure. that good actors. They're just fucking people in the crowd. Yeah. So the fact that they go up there and have zero acknowledgement of the people watching them kind of gives some realism to that. Yeah. And it's almost, um, 
I don't, I didn't talk to any of them afterwards about mm-hmm. like, what was that like? But I imagine it would be, remember the movie, um, what was the movie where the black people were just getting, uh, kidnapped and cut open by these crazy white people, the old white people, and they would transfer their brains. What? You never seen that movie? No. Um, I've like, never seen this. Oh man. I think, oof, I don't know if it was a, hmm. Anyway. Like it's time or something, but it, it basically reminded me of that. So what they would do is they would invite black people to their country club and then they would torture them, subdue them. And then it's about transferring their brain into their younger bodies. And it's something really, it's like it's time or it's, it's, well, it's up or something. But regardless, what they would do is they would like, they would, stir this spoon in a cup in like a teacup and it made this like swirling sound. There you go. Transfer. What is this? No, it's not trans. It's not transfer. It's that the first YouTube video down there. What the yeah, f- transfer? No, that's what the movie's called. Nope. That's not it. Poor, poor black people are offered the chance to, to let old rich white people take over their bodies by means of transferring their minds of the white folks. See, that is a 2010 movie. But it looks like it was remade because this was a horror movie. Oh. Get Out. It's called Get Out. Oh, okay. Yeah. The movie Get Out. So sorry to anybody who hasn't seen that movie and who wants to see it, but it's been out for a couple of years, so go fuck yourself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Get Out. And so what they would do is you'd have this woman, she'd like stir her spoon in her teacup mm. and it would, it, you'd see what the guy is seeing because he's getting subdued. And it basically you'd show him falling into like space and he's like losing control of his body, but he's subconsciously in the back, but he just can't control his body anymore. So that's what it reminds me of is when people get hypnotized, they kind of go in this, they go to sleep a little bit, but their body remains awake. Yeah. It's very that, weird. That is weird. It's dangerous. It is because it goes back to the thing with the psych- psychiatry. They they have every opportunity to implant anything they want in your brain. Yeah, especially if drugs are involved. And then when you think about MK Ultra mm-hmm. and the drugs that they use, and then you're thinking about all these, uh, you know, antidepressants, these kind of diazepam, whatever the hell you want to call them. The those drugs are kind of weird, man. Like when people get on antidepressants and they stop taking them, they get a little fucking weird. Oh, yeah. So what happens if you get somebody addicted, like a kid, on these antidepressants, and then you switch their order up, inadvert- or not, maybe not inadvertently, but on purpose? And you go, okay, we need something to happen. We want this kid to kind of go crazy. Let's stop giving him, giving him his meds. And then he just, you know what I mean? Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. I mean, that's very possible, especially if you're, like we were saying, implanting memories or emotions in them yeah. and then using these meds to subdue those emotions and then all of a sudden you just let them loose one, one day. I mean, that would be a highly coordinated conspiracy. Yeah. Right? You'd have to have the pharmacist involved. You'd have to have the fucking psychiatrist. Well, you wouldn't need a pharmacist involved. Not if he's getting, the, getting it straight from his doctor. Oh, you're right. Yeah, because I think psychologists... Have the ability to fulfill right, they can write prescriptions and stuff. Yeah. yeah, but it's still, um, yeah, you're right, prescriptions. But they are not the ones handing him the the drug, 
right? They're not a freaking pharmacist. Mm, depends how crooked you are, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I get you. But yes. I mean, who knows? So, Comey's daughter is all over this mess. We'll see if she actually is good or not. I'm betting she's she's going to do her job, but we'll see. I don't know if she's dirty. What do you think? Do you think she's going to be dirty or do you think she's clean? It sketches me out that she's been a part of Epstein and Maxwell and all this shit from the beginning, basically. Yeah. And then with all with all the, the other shit with him getting suicided and her just being a part of it the whole time. Well, and somebody's it's weird to me. Somebody said that I think that uh, the SDNY was the one leading the charge on the raid at Epstein's Island as well. Mm. And how she failed to use the man act, which is something that would allow them to go get evidence sooner because they waited a while to raid the island. Yeah. Remember the island came in with all these cement dozers supposedly mm-hmm. and cemented before they came and raided it. Right. So she, so I how, think, that's another thing. If she was the prosecutor and he ends up dying and they're like, okay, we need to, to go raid this island or something. Yeah. How, how was it even allowed that all this shit get shipped onto the island to just start burying everything? Yeah. Wouldn't the island just be cut off to everything and everybody? Yeah, it, it, it would be a confiscated piece of evidence at that point. Mm-hmm. The whole island. Yeah. So I'm I'm just saying like um I maybe she delayed that on purpose. So I'm just saying when you have the prosecutor in charge or if she's corrupt and she's on your side if you're the deep state she or whatever. She can guide the whole thing. She can protect you. And you know just say okay, yeah, well, I'm gonna, I'm going to go after you for this yeah. because we want to avoid this. Yep. And it, you're going to get a little bit because you have to in order to escape what they're trying to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then again, why Maybe. hasn't uh Galen been killed? You know, cause Comey's in charge of this one too. Yeah. But she's not in, she's not in charge of who's keeping her and how they're keeping her. Was she for Epstein though? I don't know. So yeah, that would be worth to see. Like what access was she given to the prison for Epstein? Well, clearly she had access to the guy that was in his cell the first well, some, time. Someone did. I mean, she's the one who prosecuted uh, Nicholas Tartaglione, but yeah. we don't know about her access to the guy after he was imprisoned. <clears throat> so well, I think if you're any kind of lawyer or prosecutor or, or whatever, you kind of have the ability to go see people like that when you, if you need to. I get you. I mean, lawyers do that all the time. They're like, oh, I need to speak to this person because he may have information on this thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, just keep your eyes on it, everybody, because, uh, you know, I I think that there's going to be some stuff coming in. And then that's another thing, too, is you get to kind of control the questions that you ask Mm -hmm. people in the courtroom. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't want stuff coming out, you can control what do I get to ask this person? Worth? What answers are told? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, all right. So one other big distraction is this Omicron thing that's coming out right now. Yeah. And it's another fucking variant. And it's funny because I've been hearing that this is being called the MEV. 
MEV. Yeah, the midterm election variant. <laughs> so it's okay. uh, it, there's you know there's going to be presidential year yeah. variants and then midterm election variants. What maybe, I don't understand is maybe special runoff variants. No, this is coming out of uh, Southern Africa, right? Mm-hmm. Or South Africa or Southern Africa? Southern Africa. Okay. Same thing, really. No. Oh, okay. Southern's a little bit more south. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there's pl- there's a bunch of doctors coming out saying, "Yeah, this is more contagious, but this isn't that bad." Like oh, the people sure. that are getting it here are not that sick. Yeah, and that that goes with what we know with variants. Yeah, as the virus produces more variants, it becomes less deadly. It's more contagious, but it's less deadly. Yeah, the the virus wants to survive, so why would it kill its host? Yeah, and that's what it evolves to do. It yeah. evolves to survive. Yeah. And so that's what organisms do. Yeah. They don't evolve to kill things. I mean, parasites are one one thing, but a virus is not a parasite. You know, it, it can act kind of like one, but typically not. When it mutates and that's what i don't get about this whole um it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated and the unvaccinated are causing these variants Mm -hmm. but it's like the unvaccinated if if the virus gets into an unvaccinated person there's nothing to defend the unvaccinated person against the virus the virus is gonna take hold and do its thing yeah and so when you look at the vaccinated they kind of have this wall they put up a wall in their body and the virus needs to learn how to either climb the wall or get around the wall and that's how it mutates it becomes a new variant to get over that wall Mm. the unvaccinated don't have that wall so they can just walk right into the house it's kind of like if you have your house with every single door open to it the garage doors open wide open Mm -hmm. somebody could just walk right in yeah vaccinated people have all the doors closed most of the doors closed they have to find the one that's open. Yeah, but there's they have to find the open one, right? Or climb up through a window or something, you know? Yeah. So it's just, it, that's what causes the mutation is that when you have the wall or the, the defense in your body. And that's just always been the case. And same thing with antibiotics. When you don't finish your dose or your regimen of antibiotics and you don't kill all of the bacteria, it's going to know what you're doing. It's going to figure out a way to get away from that treatment well and that that's a thing too where some sometimes the antibiotics just stop working because what you're treating finds a way around it yes yeah and same thing with aids i'm pretty sure that's how the hiv virus worked yeah it's like you'd have all these medications that would work for a little bit but then you'd have this huge wave of okay now this person's gonna die because this virus really figured out how to take over so anyway the Omicron came out of South Africa, but I find that this is interesting. When was this article? This is political article out of, scroll down, you can get a date. July. July so this is July 26, 2021. And this says, Africa wants to produce a coronavirus vaccine and big pharma's not happy. And it's Politico, everybody. So a proposed mRNA tech transfer hub would let multiple manufacturers learn how to produce vaccines. Hmm. So scroll on down in there. And this talks about how 
Two manufacturers are establishing an mRNA vaccine technology transfer hub at the tip of the continent that could let it produce its own vaccines on its own terms. Africa imports about 99% of routine immunizations and is, and is the least vaccinated um, against coronavirus in the world. Hmm. And we talked about this. We're like, why is there no coronavirus in Africa? And it's, it just happens to be the least vaccinated against it, too. Yeah. But, and then you, you look at the most vaccinated place in the world and they have the most cases. Yeah. Like, yeah. But we talked about how they take routinely HCQ. For malaria, anti-malarial diseases and anti-malarial infections and whatnot. Yep. So if they're taking HCQ, it's kind of like, oh, well, that's why they don't have any COVID over there. But maybe, maybe that's just a coincidence. Maybe. And it says Africa imports. Okay. Yeah. Blah, blah. One countermeasure to address this dearth of vaccines kicked off in October 2020 when South Africa and India were scrambling for options. They proposed an intellectual property waiver at the World Trade Organization. Uh, this move would allow lower-income countries to produce coronavirus vaccines without the fear of infringing on patents. But this proposal was deadlocked, and the EU, the EU was one of those major blockers. And so that's how this other idea got taken off here. So the World Health Organization actually is the one who pitched the idea of these mRNA tech transfer hubs that would let multiple companies share the knowledge of how to produce vaccines from start to finish. Hmm. Okay. So the world health organization is the one who's kind of allowing this to happen. Two of the South African companies have been chosen for the initial partners of this first hub. So you had Afrogen biologic or biologics and vaccines. Oh, okay. Afrogen biologics and vaccines and biovac. Yeah. It says that Big Pharma is not keen on this either. Neither Moderna nor Pfizer has signaled interest in working with the facility. But so here's here's what you have. You have this biologics group and you have BioVac. They're working together to kind of figure out how to make these vaccines. Themselves. Themselves. Instead of relying on companies on the other parts of the world. Yeah. And Pfizer and Moderna are going, what the fuck? Well, yeah, they don't want this to happen. They're going to they'd lose billions of dollars. Mm hmm. You're increasing the competition here, World yeah. Health Organization. That's a no-no. So go to the next tab. This is a couple months later, I believe. So scroll down. When is this? This is October 24th. <clears throat> Africa tries to end vaccine inequity by replicating its own. Okay, now this vaccine inequity is, is something that we'll get into too. But Young scientists are assembling and calibrating the equipment needed to reverse engineer a coronavirus vaccine that is yet to reach South Africa and most of the world's poorest people. So they're not just building their own, they're reverse engineering Moderna's. Mm. Uh-oh. By working to replicate Moderna's COVID-19 shot, the scientists are effectively making an end run around or making an end run around in industry. Well, that's a weird <laughs> sentence. That has vastly prioritized rich countries over poor in both sales and manufacturing. They are doing it with the unusual backing from the World Health Organization, which we talked about, which is coordinating a vaccine research training and production hub in the South or in South Africa along the related supply chain for critical raw materials, blah, 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 blah. 
Uh, this is who are, who's talking down here. Emily Hendricks, a 22 yeah. year old biotechnologist for Afrogen Biologics and Vaccines, says we can no longer rely on these big superpowers to come in and save us. Okay, we gotta do it our fucking selves. That I added. Yeah, she says uh, we're doing this for Africa at the moment, and that's that drives us. Scrolling down, there's more. At least I thought there. Oh yeah. So Moderna has pledged to build a vaccine factory in Africa at some point in the future, though. Okay. But after pleading with the drug makers to share their recipes, raw materials, and technological know-how, some poor countries are done waiting. Yeah. So Moderna's going like, hey, 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 hey. We'll double take it. You don't need to do it yourself. That's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. A lot of time you probably don't have. Let us come down and build our factory down there, and then we can just give you our stuff. And you don't have to go through the process of reverse engineering our things. And you know what Africa did? They gave them the hand. They go, talk to the hand, Moderna. Yeah. All right. We're done waiting. So Afrogen Managing Director Petro Turblanche said that the Cape Town company is aiming to have a version of the Moderna vaccine ready for testing in people within a year and scaled up for commercial production not long after. Quote, we have a lot of competition coming from Big Pharma. They don't want us to succeed, end quote. Now, here's another quote. They are already starting to say that we don't have the capability to do this. We are going to show them. Right? So that's not yeah. like a fucking threat. So here's the deal is they're reverse engineering Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that pisses Moderna off? Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. So what do we got to do? Let's cause a variant. None of, the, out of there. none of those fucking companies want you to actually see what they put in this shit. That's why uh, the Pfizer documents of what goes into it and all the results from their trials. Yeah, the release of that is spread out over the next <laughs> yeah, seventy-five years. fucking years. Yeah, and they you get five hundred pages a month or whatever it is. Yeah, for the next hundred and two hundred and something months. Exactly. Yep. So. Go to the next tab real quick. This is what they're trying to talk about. They're trying to talk about inequity of these vaccines. So the inconvenient truth, this is coming out of something.org. I have no idea how to say that fucking word. But <laughs> Center of Health Journalism, uh, says the real reason why Africa is not getting vaccinated. And it goes on to say, it has a couple bullet points, as a result of the vaccine. So it says, rather than focusing on high levels of vaccine equity, pharmaceutical companies are trying to shift the blame onto vaccine hesitancy. So that's another one that they're mm. trying to say. But check this out, bro. As a result of vaccine hoarding in rich countries, more than 100 million COVID doses could go to waste this year. So it's not just you have competition. They're keeping it from themselves. Well, no, no. It's not that you just have competition in Africa with these new, like the Afrogen, mm-hmm. and then you have BioVac. But you have expired product. Or expiring product mm. that you got to get pumped into people, right? That shit's got to, it's not going to waste. Yeah. Because we got to have people lose, buy this. You lose profits. Yeah. And so this Afrogen, the BioVac, I know that it's been approved. I know it's been approved by the World Health Organization for use. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many people have been using it. I don't know if it's being manufactured at the rate that Moderna and Pfizer are. But... Now you have this variant of concern found in South well, Africa. Well, that doesn't even matter, really, if they if they can produce it as much as Pfizer or Moderna can. Because they said it themselves. They're only worried about them right now. 
But here's the deal, though. This is an opportune moment for Moderna or whoever's expiring product to say, hey, Africa, we got the stuff right now. We can help you out. You want to buy it? Because you're going to need it. Look what happened to India. Remember India? I have India up there, too. India was not using these vaccines, the mRNA vaccines. They were going to make their own vaccine, too. So go to that next article real quick, just to touch on this. So India's approval of own COVID vaccine criticized for lack of data. So Covaxin, right? So they're coming out with their own vaccine. India on Sunday granted an emergency approval of Bharat Biotech's Covaxin, but faced questions after taking the step without publishing efficacy data for this homegrown coronavirus vaccine. Homegrown? <laughs> yeah. So they're trying, even just the wording in these, this is from Al Jazeera, Jazeera.com, but in these articles, it makes anything that these countries try to do themselves. It isn't a huge pharmaceutical com- pharmaceutical. Com- yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They try to downgrade it in the words. That yeah. They use. Saying that, oh, you're just, bu- you're <coughs> making this in your backyard. You're building yeah. this in a half-assed lab. Yeah. Whatever. In your fucking bathtub. What? You're going to go. Just- yeah. Like, <sighs> see, I don't like that. That's, I mean, call it the, the American way of how we do things, but that's the, that's the free market, bro. Yeah. That's how this country at least mm-hmm. runs things. Is supposed to run things. Well, so here's the, the overarching like idea that I'm trying to get at is much like how we invade other countries who are trying to either start their own dollar or start their own energy. Mm-hmm. We go to war with them or we cause havoc in their country and we fucking destroy it. The same thing are happening with people who try to start their own vaccines. If you try to start your own vaccine, bye-bye. Well, let me correct you on that for a second. We don't go to war. The American people don't just decide to go to war. No. For someone trying to create a currency. Yes, the, the government the of gov- our country. The governmental but people know what decide. I'm saying. Yeah. The United States. The soldiers go to war. Yeah. Right? Or we bomb the fuck out of people. You know, I'm not saying that the soldiers have a choice, but they fucking go do it. Yeah. Right. And yeah, I'm just saying that countries that try to be independent from the system Mm -hmm. and the system is either a banker, mostly bankers, you know what I mean? Banker society, Mm -hmm. fiat system, energy, oil, now vaccine, which is all owned by the banks. Yeah. So it's just any independence is not going to happen. Yeah. And look what happened to all these, uh, the countries that had the leaders who were events or against the vaccine. They were calling out the fucking tests. They, they get killed. Yeah. The guy who was, um, he tested the papaya, right? Yeah. And, and the goat. Yeah. Or the pawpaw. He tested <laughs> the a pawpaw. pawpaw fruit. Yeah. That's what it was. Pawpaw. And they both came back positive. He's like, what the fuck is this? He's yeah. like, get out of here with that test. I'm not having <laughs> that in my country. And they fucking killed him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just what there's that meme where you had four either African or other nations, right? That were against the vaccine, against the testing, at least calling it out. Like mm-hmm. this is bullshit. Bye-bye. We can't have that. And well, then now, now you have all these countries that predominantly are not vaccinated. Mm-hmm. They're just like, eh, fuck your shit. If we want one, we'll make our own. And now all of a sudden, like you're saying, this new fucking variant pops up in that exact location. Yeah. Either either, either it is their vaccine and they, they are successful at making it and it does get rolled out 
it is that area that somehow they get these variants coming out of. I don't know. Yeah. It hasn't really had a problem with this in the first place. Because the variant is not a variant of concern. I'm just going to say that. It's a low grade. It's been on the fucking World Health Organization's website. People freaked out about this, Greg. Yeah. It's very weak from what doctors They're saying that this is going to undo everything we've accomplished. Yeah. That nobody is safe from this. Mm -hmm. Back to square one. That's oh, boy. That's what they're saying. Yeah. Well, even uh, it's funny because Joe Biden has said we're not going to be out of this until the world is vaccinated. Yeah. So what does that mean? You talking like countries like Africa? Probably. And other countries. I don't know how, how much fucking control he has over that. For sure. But I'm just saying, if you want to look at where the next variant will come, look at the countries that have been the most hesitant to take the vaccine. Mm. Yeah. And that is where you'll have your next variant spark from. Brazil? Yeah, don't. they have to have a reason to accomplish some kind of control. Well, and, and fear, yeah. Yeah. And so now you're having, if you have Africa freaking out about this, I mean, I don't know. Which they, they're not. Yeah, no. So that's but their their doctors have already come out and said, like I said earlier, that yeah, it's it seems to be a little more and more contagious, but it's not as bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and to be honest, I don't know how much of Africa is gang populated. No. You know what I mean? As far as like uh the government is not stable at all. But you know, I, I don't I'd, it's their playground. It's Bill Gates' playground. Yeah. And so why would they want that to be gone? You know? So it doesn't make sense to me. I, I get it that that's like an area where they have people. Because now Bill Gates has everywhere else to be his playground. For sure. But they could blame something on like people in Africa. Like, oh, the living conditions were so poor that they died of something else instead of coronavirus. Because the end goal is to get everybody vaccinated so that way you don't have an unvaccinated population to compare the two. Yeah. But over in Africa, if they can just say, oh, it was another, it was a plague. It was something that came out of the woodwork. I don't know. They were burying porn down at the slough. <laughs> they stepped on a needle and it was, had polio in it. I don't know. So, you know, it's just one of those weird things. <sighs> so. Where do you think this variant's going to go? Do you think it's going to blow up and start everything over again? Because there's already a lot of countries reacting that way. Yeah. Reissuing lockdowns. Reissu there's a, what I seen this morning, there was like Austria, uh, a couple other countries that are like, now, okay, you're being, now you'll be forced to take the vaccine. Yeah, they're, they're mandating um, boosters, right? Yeah. Which is odd because when this thing first came out, it was in four to ten un, or four to ten vaccinated people. They were declaring that this variant was vaccine resistance, and then you have all these doctors coming out saying, "Like, yeah, you guys don't worry about this." Like South African doctors that are saying, "Hey, this is yeah, mild." Yeah, doesn't make any sense either. Like, you have this variant come out that I supposedly is way more transmissive and. It just blows through the vaccine, but yet you're going to force everyone to take a booster of the same exact fucking vaccine you already gave them yeah. in which this virus just blows through anyway. What's the point of that? Well, and not only that, but um, how does that protect you any more than what you were? 
the uh, the delaying of certain mandates for certain people over others. So yeah. like they just delayed the White House mm-hmm. or the federal workers saying you guys don't have to do this until after Christmas or something. Like, well, that and I think uh, a judge just shot down Biden's mandate for healthcare workers too. Yeah. Which uh, too little, too late, I guess. All those people lost their jobs already. Well, yeah, and then um, I, I believe that there were those ten states where they overturned or they they basically upheld the decision to end any sort of vaccine mm-hmm. mandate. Right? It was those ten states. I know the Dakotas were in there. Yeah, I don't know, a couple more in there, but hopefully it it spreads to others. But I just worry about states like the one that we're in, the yeah. West Coast. Oh yeah, West Coast is gonna be fucked. We'll but see. what do you think? What do you think the ultimate reaction is going to be from this? Because it hasn't, no reaction has really happened yet. It's, um, it's starting. I think that they're going to put out some mandates. Oh, that's another thing too. Is a full or a new moon comes out on December fourth. Mm. Okay, December fourth and December fifth. I feel like you'll get. Um, they're already restricting travel to Africa. I feel like Even you'll. It's racist. You'll see like the first. One of the first uh, people that with the new Omega or Omicron that's going to be on December 4th. Uh, Japan already confirmed cases there because somebody flew back from Japan from some place over there. So like, oh, we got one here. Yeah, I could see us being locked down around Christmas time. You think so? They said that they're going to restrict or they're, they're basically suggesting anybody in their 60s. To not fly. Oh, to not travel, yeah. Yeah, I so right that. now it's a suggestion, but we all know suggestions become yeah. mandatory real quick. I think, Yeah, I can see them. Uh, I can see this progressing quickly. Here's, here's my prediction. On December 4th or December 5th, over this weekend, we'll get some sort of article or it will be news mm. that the first person to die of the Omicron virus in the United States will happen. In the fourth or fifth? Yeah. Okay. And then that will spark several weeks of overreaction. Yeah, and growing. Oh, it's it's everywhere. They they well, recorded ten thousand new cases. That's what they'll do. Yeah. One person will die. They'll yeah. blow it up in the news mm-hmm. and then they'll just track cases from then on out. Mm-hmm. And then then we'll be shutting down before Christmas. I'm, I, yeah. And because what they have is expiring product and they need to pump that into people before they can start rolling out their new tests at the end of December 31st. So yeah, you're, they're saying, okay, we're going to discontinue these PCR tests December 31st. But does that mean that everyone has something ready to go? That can distinguish? Who was it? I think it was Rand Paul was saying something about, uh, they already have another uh, vaccine ready to go. It's a different vaccine, uh-huh. but they're not approving it. They're not get, putting it out for some reason. Probably because, like you're saying, they have to get rid of the ones they already bought. So the other vaccine for in response to this Omicron thing? Uh, either the, the Delta or this one. Mm. It's, a, it's a second vac version of the vaccine yeah not just the same shit 
you're just pumping into yourselves over and over again, thinking it's going to make it better. For sure. And it, what was very strange to me is I saw articles and even I think I heard somebody from Pfizer or Moderna, one of those companies that said, we have 100 days and we can tweak our vaccine to make it more accommodating to Omicron or Omicron. We have 100 days? Yeah, there's 100 days. We can, we can tweak it within 100 days. But hmm. I'm just saying, like, tweak it? Hello? Like, what? So you're going to take the vials of it you already have and just add shit to it? But that's what I don't get is if this, this has to be FDA approved. Yeah. And when it's under this emergency health authorization, you don't have to get it FDA approved to fucking tweak it. You can just tweak it and give it to people. I don't like that. It's fucking weird. It's dangerous. Because then you have absolutely no fucking idea what it'll do to somebody. Yeah. It's like, well, okay, well, you just tweaked it. Where's the zero, data? Zero fucking tests. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. So, be careful, everybody. And yes, I did. I did. I think that the new moon. So around the moons is when you see death mm-hmm. with coronavirus. And I think like when this thing all first started, the first U.S. death happened in Washington State on mm-hmm. a new moon or a full moon. So yeah, you'll see. You'll see something happen. Where do you think the first death will be? New York. I was thinking the same thing. Either that or California. But, it, uh, you know, who knows? Yeah. It doesn't really matter. I bet it's New York. Because then you'll have just a concatenated Because those, those are the places where people fly into the most. Either LAX or... Yeah. Well, I, don't, I forget what the airport is in New York that... But yeah, I can see uh, I, I can see them taking this variant and just pushing us back to square one. Yep, saying this nothing can stop this. We have to start over. Yeah, but they got to be careful though because now they're in a predicament because there's a lot of people that will just say, "Okay, fuck you." Then no, like, there's, there's going to be a lot of people to do that. I tried to take your vaccine. I did what you said. Now you're telling me I got to take three this fucking booster, and the booster might not even work. It's like, what's the point? So well, if it the- doesn't work after you already got it, what is pumping more of it going to do? Exactly. People just say, eh, I guess we'll just, we'll fucking get the virus and we'll be fine. Natural immunity. Eh? Well, they're saying that too, that natural immunity won't even stop it. Mm-hmm. Mm. So they're like, that's what they're trying they're to say. They're putting doubt in every aspect of everything that's already happened. Wow. Well, I mean, now we have Florida who's staying open. DeSantis is saying, no matter what, we're going to, we're not going to mandate anything. Yeah, we're going to keep we're you guys open. We're not locking down. We're not, yeah. So they will be, it's just a comparison game, dude. I'm just, I'm sick of the comparison games. Like, we, we all get it. Like, Florida has now, one of the lowest rates of infection yeah. right now. Now's the time. Now's the time for everyone to go, fuck off. Clearly, this isn't going anywhere. Uh, time to fucking forget about it, live our fucking life. If people get sick, people get sick. It wasn't that bad in the first place. All the deaths were either mislabeled or overblown. Yep. Now the variant is even most likely less likely to kill you now. Yeah, it's weaker. So fuck off. Go to the bookmarks real quick, and this is a good way to wrap it up. So DeSantis, right here. This video, we should just play him and listen to what he has to say. Okay. 
And let me just say, in Florida, we will not let them lock you down. We will not let them take your jobs. We will not let them harm your businesses. We will not let them close your schools. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. The lockdowns didn't stop COVID. Forced masking, they said last year, would end the pandemic if 80% wore masks. Many more than that were wearing Oh, well, what the fuck, man? Why does this keep on quitting? Many more than that were wearing masks. And he says that the lockdown or the ba- the travel ban didn't work. He's like, eventually you're going to get the stuff in your wherever, right? Yeah. So he's just saying the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. It's not going to work, right? So he's he's saying, fuck you. Yeah. But I don't, we got to figure out that problem. I don't know what Twitter's problem is by. Jack Dorsey left. That's true. <laughs> oh, dude, did you see the new guy? The new guy that came in? Yeah. He said uh, white people are racist or terrorists or some shit or racist or something. Yeah. He's like, if if you guys aren't going to um, discriminate or tell the difference between Muslims and terrorists, then I shouldn't have to tell the difference between white people and racists. Okay. Whatever that means. That'll get your promotion right there. (laughs) Earned his way. Just call white people racist and you'll get promoted. (laughs) So. I think this is the the Jack Dorsey thing is the beginning of the end of a lot of these social media companies. Yeah. Or it's the beginning of the tightening down and and getting rid of a lot of people. I feel like this is the good way to shut. I mean, because that the new guy who's coming in is very anti First Amendment. Yeah. He doesn't give a shit. Which is they're going to tighten down and then they're they're the company itself is going to plummet. Yeah, for sure. But apparently that's why Dorsey was kicked out because they wanted the company to succeed more. I'm like, "Really? Now this is the guy you put in? Yeah. The guy who wants to ban everything?" Hmm. This is saying Twitter bans sharing images and videos of private individuals without their consent just one day after CT Parag Agrawal was named CEO. So you can't share a picture of anyone without their consent. They don't want information going out. Yeah. So you're no pictures of uh Jelaine Maxwell going around. Nope. Well, there's no pictures of her anyway. But any, can... any pictures of her of any time. Oh yeah, that's true. So if photos do get leaked, bye bye. Yeah. What you could do is say, or anyone else involved in the case. Yeah. What if you had a link to somewhere and you go, hey, you guys want to see some pictures of Ghislaine Maxwell? Click on this link. You probably could do that, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. They'd probably get rid of that, too. Well, yeah, they're going to adjust. Or you just you say, <laughs> you'd say, this link will definitely not take you to pictures of Ghislaine Maxwell. <laughs> you won't see any pictures there. Try it. Yeah. Please click this link. Yeah, p- people will find a way. Just like with YouTube, <laughs> oh, the, yeah. the down vote. Mm-hmm. Like they're writing in the comment dislike. Yeah. So I mean, if you just go well, through that's, the comments, that's the thing. it's going to be a, a continuous cat and mouse is what it's going to be. Yeah. People will find a way. So anyway, yes. I feel like this is a good episode. Yeah, no bad. Talked on a lot of different items here. So you guys, if you like what we do, share the episode, leave a five star rating, share, review. Share, share. And yeah, get on Patreon. Uh, if you like the show, also, um, yeah, hit, hit up Patreon. We all do the four call-in shows a month mm-hmm. for the $10 tier. You also get, uh, we go on the 10 or the 20. 
Well, the the twenty dollar. We'll I think we're going to the ten, right? What's that? The discount. Yeah. So every tier gets a discount on merchandise. Mm-hmm. Uh, 10, 10, 20, 10% for the first two, 20% for the highest tier. There you go. Uh, the highest tier, you also get a paranormal show. Oh, baby. Extra on top of the four extra episodes. Oh, you know, yeah. So I think we should get Big Ron on one of those, too. I think fun. Good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's been real, Christopher. It's been good. Raise your glass. All right. Oh, yeah. All right. Until next time, everybody. Sayonara. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.